Come on, pretty thing, stay and talk to me a while. Dane heard a wheedling voice behind him where Rihanna was. I've got something nice for you. <gasps> the voice broke off in a gasp that was almost a scream. Dane whirled, just in time to see the man with the wheedling voice hit the ground. Rihanna still had hold of his arm. She wrenched the wrist and fingers back with a subtle twist, and as the man began to rise, he gave a choked scream. The movement brought pressure against his wrist. "'I will not be pawed,' said Rihanna. She pressed very lightly on the fingers, grinding the wrist bones against each other, straining the tendons to the screaming point. "'I want this very clearly understood now.' "'I didn't mean anything,' he gasped with the pain, writhing. "'Let me go! I won't do it again!' Several men had left their ganjir again and moved in to watch. Some laughed, but one, not far from Dane, muttered, "'She needs taming, that one. How about it? Should we teach her a lesson?' "'Hmm,' said his companion. "'Might be fun at that. Four or five of us could certainly handle her.' Dane's hand found his sword-hilt, but he heard Master Ramda's quiet voice. Four or five dead fools. Have you seen her friend in action, Dando? The one with the sword? One of the drivers, a massively muscled man with a broken nose and cauliflower ears, twisted his ruined face in a discordant grin. You'll protect us, won't you, Spearman? I? Ramda shook his head, smiling. I have more regard for my health than to protect a fool who meddles with another's woman. There are camp followers enough with the caravan. Why strive with one who wishes to protect herself? Rihanna had released the unwise Ganjir drover. He was sitting flat on the ground, holding his abused wrist. She picked up the spear she had thrown down and came to join the rest. Dravash was watching in eye-ridge wriggling disgust, and Dane could almost read his thoughts. These proto-simians, at it again. Follow me, Ramda said curtly. The episode was over. Dane strode along behind the master spearman, his mind worrying at the confused mass of facts stored in his brain. Spearman. Yet they all carried spears, even as Rihanna did. Even some of the drovers had spears tucked into the harnesses of their animals. Why should the special title apply only to the man in the blue tunic? Rihanna caught his eye, and he asked in an undertone, All right, love? She nodded with a grin. I could have managed that one before I was ten years old. She motioned him to silence. Quiet. I think this is the real leader of the caravan. The caravan master is just the head of the guard. They were approaching four ganjir who bore no loads but were yoked to a large wooden-wheeled cart, brightly painted in colorful abstract designs, shell-shaped and huge. Dane stared at the servants who clustered about the carriage. Humans, certainly, but not of the same race as Rihanna and himself, not like any proto-simians he had seen, certainly not the same race as the drovers, as Ramda and the boy Joda, Chinless, with small heads and heavy brow ridges, they reminded Dane of reconstructions he had seen of the pithecanthropoids of Java and Peking. Great manes of deep reddish hair covered their heads and grew in a kind of crest down their shoulders and backs. On earth, 
evolving man had killed off all his poor relations. Here, the dominant protosaurian race had preserved at least two different species of simians. Perched inside the carriage, a silky black, richly robed protosaurian, they knew by the crest of webbed spines on the head that it was a female, and by Ramda's deference that she was somewhat extremely important, the master spearman bowed almost to the ground. Noble one, I bring you travelers from Raife, he said, and turned to Dravash. Behold the carriage of the noble mother Ua Nisha of the house of Thefrasha of Rahnelor. With another deep bow he fell back, allowing Dravash and Aratak to approach the great cart. Well met, honored mother, Dravash said, introducing himself. The Saurian lady bowed, 